And welcome to another episode of Swimming with the Fish. I am Crutch, so happy to be here once again with all of you and my two partners in absolutely no crimes whatsoever, the Chief and the Goon. Goon, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. Well, no crimes that we'll admit to. Well, that's the whole idea, right? If you're going to admit to them, well, then you're going to the popo and jail. And that's stuff. right. Right. That's right. And Showcat would also like you to know that she has committed no crimes. Hello, Showcat. How is Showcat enjoying the new digs? Because the goon has new digs. Well, not new digs, but digs that have been renewed. Over the Yes, over the weekend, uh, the bunker in Stately Goon Manor was uh, repainted. And it, it really looks... I mean, remember, this used to be a closet. And when we purchased Stately Goon Manor, I had it transformed into my windowless, yet very quiet office. Well, that helps. But it, didn't, yeah. but it never been painted. I think Showcat likes it as well as I do. There's not much in here right now. I managed to get, you know, the router and the modem to go talk to Verizon Fios and uh, the microphone and the, the, the computer and a lamp. That's it. So I'm, I'm the only one now who actually didn't do anything to get his office other than throw my wife's stuff out of the room. Because, Chief, you built your office from scratch, right? Yeah, and uh, mine doesn't look like I'm looking for my stapler because I remember, <laughs> I remember being in uh, the goon's office, and the goon is a hefty man. Yes, and I'm hoping that you now have more space to move around. I do because one of the things I did was all of the stuff that a certain person, who shall remain nameless, <laughs> had piled in my office is now no longer in here. I removed it like a hurricane hit it. <laughs> and that, mm. that's the important part right there. Exactly. Uh, so I have, I have quite a bit of room now. Yeah, I no longer look like I need a red stapler. That, that was disappointing. Oh. We look up to you, Gone. I certainly and, do. I, and I don't have any choice. The banishment he, he suffered... By you know being where the the slaves enter his <laughs> domicile, that's true. I get into the bunker by going in through the slave entrance. Really, that's awesome. That's I you got it. You know, it's like having your own apartment. Hey, I, I can get through it. I can get to it through the main house. We'll get but, you a little uh, hot plate and maybe a little you know college mini fridge. Yeah, but Mrs. don't like it when I come up into the main house. You're but, doing up your boy. You got off your, <laughs> you get off your feet. Go back out in the field. You lost, boy. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. <laughs> All right, raise of hands. Everybody calls their wife a ma'am. Do you um? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> only the smart, only the smart husband. The smart and alive ones. Uh, yeah. So, do we want to hear about my dinner today, so that the Yankee Swamp Fox can critique it? Oh, right, that's right. You're uh, you're a bachelor right now, aren't you? I am. Hurricane is in uh, uh, Roanoke, but not confused with the one I said. Yeah, the, you did right. The one in the one in Virginia. Okay. Um. So I went to the store, mm -hmm. and I got thinly sliced pork loin. It looks kind of like a boneless chop. Okay. Very nice. Yes. I've had them. They're lovely. It, and I took a little Lowry seasoned salt, 
and my George Foreman grill. I grilled them. Mm-hmm. And I went and got some microwavable uh, Bob Evans uh, garlic mashed potatoes. Lovely. A bag of salad. Mm-hmm. And some Thousand Island dressing. Mm. A little fatty on the dressing, but go ahead. I enjoy Thousand Island. Yeah, well, I had I had ranch too, but I figured I'd have that later in the week. Got it. And uh, that's what I have. That and a nice glass of unsweet iced tea. So, so why would he give you grief? Well, he won't. But he did give me grief, you know, for the that the pasta, the the thing I made, which has no name. I am going to have spaghetti and meatballs later this week, but I'm actually going to make the spaghetti in. I think I think just to tick them off, you should use Swedish meatballs. No, I bought Italian meatballs. I did buy pre-made because I'm lazy. What? You're not going to sit there and roll out the ground beef and the ground... You, you know, like actually grind the beef and the lamb and add in the breadcrumbs and the... Oops, sorry. Yeah. The eggs and all the other ones. No, I, then I need meatballs. The good news is, is I still have to cook them, but it, but they're all made. Very nice. I used to sit for hours and just chat with my grandmother while she just made the little meatballs. You know, the ones that go in Italian wedding soup. Yeah, they're like the size of a large marble, Chief. Okay. Right, and imagine like trays upon trays of these things. There must have been like, oh, I don't know, hundred on a tray. And she's got like six or seven trays. And then she's Yikes. just running them through the oven. Well, yeah, because, you know, Sunday dinner was, was the whole family, soup to nuts, and everybody had soup, you know. Yeah. Yep. Great. It's just great. S- speaking of soup, I owe you a, uh, a thanks for one of the meals I had out this weekend. Crutch? Oh, well, there you go. what I do? I My friend and I went back to East Moon Bistro. Oh, one of my new favorite digs. Yes, sirree. And we went, first of all, we decided to do, I don't know what you call it, between lunch and dinner, lunch? Uh I usually just call it supper. Uh, and uh, so we got there about 2 p.m. That's early. And I got a bowl of their coconut chicken Thai soup. Ooh. Has lemongrass, has, and they make it fresh. So it's, it's nearly <laughs> boiling when, it bring, when they bring it to your table. I, you know how I know this, Chief? Burnt your mouth. Because, <laughs> yeah, with pain involved? Yes, we're there, we're there. But it was delicious. In fact, I still have a little heartburn from it, so I know it was authentic. I'm a big fan of their green curry chicken. It comes in a you bowl know, the size of your, my head, and you know I have a large head. Yeah, well, you know... I've never finished it. Never. Top of it. They gave me... Um, the lunch portion of of the meal, which is a smaller portion, but it comes with fried rice and a and a homemade uh, spring roll. Very nice. And uh, I couldn't finish it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is where know. we've lost Chief. The whole not finishing a meal thing. My my wife, who who no longer asks, she just like. <laughs> Like a zookeeper will just come in and show <laughs> food under the, the door. <laughs> <laughs> Here he goes, food. Eat it. 
<laughs> it's got one of those little uh, little gates under the door. You just hear it open. So, so she hears when my son, uh, the the youngest of Ogren, got a uh, got a promotion at his job. So he was happy. He also got to learn the thrill of uh, trading crypto, in which he had made nine hundred dollars and was so excited. By the time I told him to sell, he had only made three hundred dollars. Mm. And then he watched as the crypto tanked, and I said, "As fast as you can win it, and you can lose it. So you got to be more careful." Wow! And so he he was going to college junior. So of course. Carl. Yeah, oh, there you go. I said I, I don't. I don't know. A fine place. I. I don't know. I don't have their, their menu memorized. And he said, "All right, I'll just get you what I get." And I was like, "Awesome." So, he he does that, and he says, "We'll ask if anyone else wants something." So I ask, you know, the Siberian Express, and she says, "We have plenty of food here." And so I go, "No one else wants anything." <laughs> so she she brings the food, and she's here talking to me while I'm eating. He brings the food. She she looks at me. I put her food aside so I can finish that, and then I go back to the other food. <laughs> so now I have had two full meals You're in the so span good. of ten minutes, and and uh, I had to take out the trash. And I was like, it is hard to breathe. <laughs> I, have, I have eaten way too much, <laughs> but now I'm hungry again. So that was an hour ago. Wow, I'm <laughs> the. Uh, the new medicine I'm on, dude, is helping me lose weight and decreasing my appetite. So I'm happy. I've lost uh, uh, three pounds and a little bit. Well, you know, there's a reason for this, right? Your stomach is shrinking because you keep stabbing it. What is what is the medicine? Ozempic. Oh, okay. So it is the uh, stab in the stomach. Yeah, that was the inadvertent flatulence one. <laughs> That's some people. Yeah, but. Yeah, but you know, I don't know that anybody's noticed any difference. So in my <laughs> case, it's probably okay. That's true. If you're if you're if you're already able to do the entire national anthem from just standing up, yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm I am good at giving myself the injection now, though. You don't run away. I don't I don't weep quite so much. Well, that that's a. I, I hear that is that is the new diet drug, even though it was not meant for that. And right. they show how how it actually works, much like sugar free Werther's original. If you if you remember free Werther's original, yeah, I remember those. There's a reference yeah. to there that I'm scratching. So in in the office, the day that um the the large red-headed man that sat behind you, Crush. Yes. He would bring those in. Mm-hmm. And and the, the the most offensive man in our group would eat those. And and it would create a, a like a barrier in his large intestine of oh, which goodness. he could no longer absorb the food. It was just going to shoot off. No. <laughs> so, Gee whiz, that looks a lot like when it went in. <laughs> so, uh, from from what we saw, what it does is it blocks the receptors, so you're not absorbing the sugar, and so it passes it. And mm-hmm. the all the um, at a high rate, 
all all the commercials say that it goes into the small intestine and just you know goes out that that stream. Mm-hmm. They, they don't talk about it creating the other stream, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is the 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 track of the large intestine. So depending on what you ate, you know it either goes into gaseous form or it goes into liquid form. Right. And for for the man come, in our office, out Vesuvius. Man, our <laughs> yeah. Well, see that's. And that was the hilarious thing because that is what happened. And he yeah. went to the bathroom. There's a mudslide. Yeah, he, he he said he said I wouldn't go in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good man. You know, he's going to give you at least a warning, right? Yeah, just a ba- just a bad idea. <laughs> but for the but, love of God, don't open your mouth. <laughs> Oh, never get off your tongue. What what you need to do when you're tormenting the others in in the building, which was <laughs> was one of the things that I I found pleasurable working there, <laughs> was you, you make it so that it seems like the other ones are out of order, so they have to go to that one uh-huh. when you know that it has been thoroughly defiled. And that's <laughs> just <laughs> oh, that's mean. Funny because funny but mean, and the well, it was it was great until until well, a, a person uh, sent me an an email <laughs> and said, "What did you do?" And I said, "Well, wh- why ever? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, do you mean? I I went in here and I thought someone had died, <laughs> and." I, I don't know who he sent the message to, but he said there is paint peeling off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I should have looked at the whole two line, but he he Shell just left. Doesn't even want to hear about this. He was so upset, and and I was I was laughing to the point where I was crying at that, and and so they because because after he sent it, he came up and, and confronting me. I was like, look. I didn't do it, but I, but I knew about it. Okay, so it's like I had something to do with it. And he was like, "Man, I thought we were friends." And I was like, "What? Well, yeah, that's what a friend does." Right. Oh my god, <laughs> the good old days. Yep. So, so should we talk about our Saturday morning? Not to talk, the chief, because were he were he in uh, in country here, he would have gone with us. a lot more. You did tell me I was a cheap date. I did. <laughs> so um, uh, a few years back, uh, one of the double tea diners in the great state of Maryland um, changed its name to the Ellicott City Diner, EC Diner. And uh, the goon and I decided to have uh, a working breakfast. Yeah, we were going to have to have the meeting anyway. And I pointed out that we could deduct it if we had breakfast. So that's right. what we did, and uh, we had uh, we had a lovely time. Uh, we got in before the crowd. It was nine o'clock on a Saturday, and the regular crowd hadn't shuffled in yet. No, and really, they were there when we left. Holy cats! Uh, the entire front of the building had a line. The waiting area and it was a little chilly, so people didn't want to wait outside. So there's like a an extended waiting area in the front of the building, chief which has like a little bench, you know, and you wait for your name. That whole area is full. Interior, in the middle, where you you would normally go to the podium and say, you know, I, I 
need a table for three or whatever. That whole area right. was full. I mean, I barely could get to the lady to pay the bill. It was like crazy. And that was only what, an hour and a half after, like 10 30, 10 15, yeah. something like that? Yeah, I, I don't think, I think we like, were there about people that. doing here at 10 15 on a Saturday. Then I, 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 I thought of you, Chief. Yeah. I thought of you, Chief. I had chicken and waffles. Uh, did you put syrup on it? No. I, it actually came with, it was chicken and waffles Benedict, so it came with poached eggs and hollandaise sauce. Yeah. So it did come with the sauce. It just wasn't, you know, maple. Yeah, so it would have been equally good with, ba- with maple. So I remember uh, doing this at Bojangles. And if, what was it? It was honey and some type of syrup. Oh, neat. And I, I remember we wanted to wash our hands and we opened the door and it was, it was like the scene from those horror movies, you know, where you just see the guy open the door, there's a, you hear the flies and, and it's just darkness. And, was, and we were like, nope. Like, I, <laughs> you, I've seen this movie. I'm not going to be in this movie. Honey and syrup. You had the Waffle House experience. Mm. Yeah, but it was Bojangles. So uh, within within 10 minutes of eating it, it was on its way out. And and we were like, well, we need a safe bathroom to go to. And, and they said, well, don't go to ours because <laughs> they were at the, it wasn't the Motel 6. It was like the Motel 8 or uh, Super 8. That's Super what 8. And we'll keep the light on. Ah, the discount motel six. Yeah, it was. It was. I remember they said that the uh, the amount of roaches kept them company. You know, so it was like. But either way, we weren't using that bathroom. So we had to go to ours, and it was a matter of taking turns. So it was like, who was in the most pain from from eating at Bojangles? And and at that point, we we wondered, was it actually worth it? Mm. Well, well. Well, our breakfast was uh, was delightful, and uh, also because of uh, the people that we met. Mm-hmm. As uh, you might imagine, the chief is uh, is meeting people left and right, almost literally left and right. The, well, the right chief? and forward. <laughs> the chief? You said the I'm chief. I'm sorry, the chief, the goon. I patched. Well, I was. and, and In fact, I got a... So, as, as you... As you look at me, you know the the racial ambiguity is there, and and people down here are do not have the how do you say the the, the tact tact. <laughs> the tact tact well, is a four letter word to them, isn't it? Yeah. You know, so, he, oh, one guy just said, "Look, man, what are you? What are you, boy?" <laughs> and I, I said, "I'm a mix," and he said, "Could you look like you could be one of them Middle Easterns?" And the guy, you should have told him your first name. Well, I no, I did. I could, I, I just went, I, I went through that, and he goes, well, That makes sense, except for the fact that you ain't one of them. And I was like, I was like that, Yes, sir. And <laughs> the the funny thing is, the trucker behind him goes, Thought you one of them engines. <laughs> I was like, All right, that's I N G U N, right? That's like, yeah, <laughs> not the thing in the truck. <laughs> He was with the thing in front of the cigar store. Right. They were they were so they were just so blatant and nice about it. Right. I was like, yeah, well, I'm one of them. You know, I've got, I've got part of that too. And he goes, yeah, you know, I know somebody like that as well. And and 
he he went on about the story of like his his in laws' parents mm-hmm. who uh, were preachers in a at a Navajo reservation. Mm-hmm. It's like they didn't care about nothing. They were gonna spread that word, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was a uh, it was amazing because once once you break the ice, of what are you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> then then there was there's a whole life story. There's a the the woman that sells second hand. You you broke in the code. Yeah. So is that is that what it is, Goon? Is that pretty much twenties? Pretty much, man. You just you got to find something common. Yeah. And once you got it, you get to twenty every time. It's true. It's very true. So now you know, Crutch. You got to put this to to work. See if it if you can get uh, upgraded. See when you're with Mrs. Crutch, you need to pull this out. Get the upgraded seat, and even though you you have probably tickets right next to each other, so you can turn around and wave <laughs> while you get seated first. <laughs> I think I think Crutch was uh, experiencing a little charisma at breakfast. Who me? Because while I was preparing my coffee, I notice uh, uh, a friend the booth uh, behind him. Mm-hmm. I see these two little hands come up on the, uh, you know, on the top of the booth. It wasn't Chuck. It, and then, and then there's a there's a small angelic face. He was looking over and had big wide eyes, just staring at him. Little Cindy Lou Who. You know, <laughs> you know, she did look like Cindy Lou Who. She had the little blonde top knot, the whole thing. About, Not a, about two, right? Yeah, yeah, because she didn't talk to us. Yeah, but she would smile, and I waved at her, and she waved back, and we just. We just played charades with with Crutch in the middle for a while, and and you know her parents, God bless them, they were like, "Oh, don't do that," and I'm like, "It's okay." I remember when mine was the smallest fine. She was she was very well behaved. Yeah, I really appreciate yeah, the fact that she didn't drop a plate on my head. You know, I was trying to mind that, but she didn't understand. <laughs> and she had a sister there too, who looked to be. Maybe two years older, would you say? Yeah, yeah. And 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 at the end, I gave him a card and told him, "Please listen. We'll 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 we'll, we'll talk about your daughter. Absolutely. We'll say good and things." And here we are. It only and, took them twenty-two and, minutes in, you know. And it's too bad we didn't get their names, but they were they were nice folks. They were very nice folks. And then uh, and then Crutch chimed the waiter. Well, I, you know, I don't take. I didn't do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you did. No, I showed a little leg, or like. <laughs> no, he was. He was a nice guy. Uh, I hadn't seen him before. I think he is actually new, at least, to that shift. I mean, I, I, you know, I go there a lot on the weekends for breakfast. I've never seen it before. <clears throat> the place is owned by an old Greek family. You, re- you begin to recognize all the people, and they begin to recognize you. Like, I usually go in with my wife and my son, and sometimes with my some of my in-laws and my niece, the eldest of my three nieces, um, very attractive young lady. The gentleman who runs the place is constantly trying to hire her because he says she can make a lot of tips, you know, mind you, she's going to school to be a teacher. So I don't know tips teacher. We'll have to see anyway. Um, so he's always asking, Hey, why didn't you bring her? And I was like, uh, cause she's at college learning stuff, you know? So, but, um, so I hadn't recognized this guy. His name's Alex, uh, Really great guy, great service. Food Kept came the up. coffee mugs full, and that was the important part, right there. Just you know, make sure I've got my go-go juice and we're good. Everything will be fine. 
Was it a lot of go-go juice? We we drank a bit of coffee. We, we, I yeah. think we did. I th- I think we had two to four cups each at least. Yep. And you know what? He didn't complain, and he told us stay. We said, "Well, we're we're just having a little meeting. If it gets too crowded, tell us." And he goes, "You don't you don't have to rush. Take your time." Yeah, because we we did hang around until you know tables pretty much cleared. But we were, we had stuff to discuss, and it's easier to do in person. Yeah. How to take over the world? World domination, absolutely. I believe that was the fourth bullet point. That, that's we're we're going to co-opt the president's teleprompter and have him say that he cedes all his power to us. Right. And then, and then he's going to say, booty juice, booty juice, booty juice. And then the Secretary of Transportation will appear. Right. Because <laughs> that's how that works. Oh, look, he's right here. And then <laughs> and then he'll start boring everyone and they'll, they'll all fall asleep. He was talking about Maryland. I think Maryland's getting some money for something transportation-y. He oh, really? For the local Baltimore TV stations. It's not a train to the gulag. <laughs> that's never good. I... Believe it is completing a subway line in Baltimore that nobody wants. Right. Uh, to the gulag. So, yeah, <laughs> that was right. Yes, the very last station will be called G-U-Lag. <laughs> oh, that's a... Uh, you want everybody to, t- on opening day, take a test drive out there. You won't need to buy a round-trip ticket. There's a, there's a documentary called Infringed that is out now. And it is about uh, people trying to preserve the Second Amendment. <laughs> and they go into Baltimore with a retired cop. Mm-hmm. And while that's, while that's going on, so they're doing their little documentary, they're on the side of the road, and and the the cop recognizing, he says, says we, we need to be careful. And he goes, why? And he said, well, these officers were called in for, you know, possible shooter, but due to the fact that there's a search helicopter and the, the like, master sergeant uh, who, who does canvassing is here, this this guy has done something and is on the loose. So. Wow. He was, he was able to read the scenario, and they're like, well, what do we do? And it's like, well, you're not armed, but, you know, I am. So he, no matter what, he was like, I ain't giving this up either. So they got in the car and they sped off, but. It's just interesting. He was not from Baltimore. He was not a. He was a. He was a retired police officer, but he was not a retired Baltimore police officer. And he was like, he, he said, the person asked him, "Would you go to Baltimore unarmed?" And he goes, "No." And he goes, "Well, what about us people who have to?" And he goes, "I pray for you." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't have to go to Baltimore unarmed. Yeah. Apparently, uh, the transportation secretary was supposed to show up for. Um, some workforce hub cities thing and uh, apparently tested positive for COVID. I don't think he did. I think he just didn't want to come to Baltimore. Well, uh, yeah. If he, if he, if they saw him there, because they don't care who you are anymore. Right. Oh, yeah. And, you know, there's a, uh, there's a song that is being remixed at the moment. That, that I just find hilarious because of the places that it's it's playing. Uh, which which leads into because I know you you gents are all about uh, music and and the awards that 
that music gets. So we are. Well, you're, you like we are, okay. And and the song is is called uh, "Grab Your Glock When You See Tupac." So <laughs> it's a, it's of course a slightly dated, a, yeah. But the thing is, so it's it's uh it's being played in those areas, and this person is going to win a music award thirty years after he was killed. That's that's a little old, but apparently because awards, what the heck, as, you know? as Crutch has pointed out, since there is literally nothing new, they went into his old like notebooks mm-hmm. and it was like, hey, he had more stuff to give, so let's record what he wrote. Mm-hmm. We have his voice. So yeah, how hard would it be to actually have Tupac performing the stuff that Tupac wrote before Tupac passed away? Uh. That is literally what they're doing, yeah. and that's why Tupac has a new album coming out. And since the record label thinks that they own it, they, you know, there's only one person paying. That's them. I hope they do that with Jim Croce. I hear he had like a half a dozen songs that he was writing when he uh, when he passed away. I mean, Jim Croce, Jim Croce. Oh. You know the bad bad that they were brown. No, I don't. Unfortunately, and when you don't mess around with Jim, Rapid Roy, that stock car boy. You don't know any of these songs. Time in a Bottle. No. Photographs and Memories. Oh, when when was this released? In the seventies. Okay. He died in a plane crash. I'm I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. But it's been about forty some years, so almost fifty. Yeah. But um. Actually, I did listen to the new Beatles song, again, while we're on the subject of dead people writing songs, or singing them at least, um, and uh, thoroughly unimpressed. There's a new one? Yeah. Brand new song. It was a song that Lennon had worked on and had recorded his vocals for with a piano backup, and George Harrison had recorded his vocals as well. And they used AI to separate the vocals and the music out, much like that tool you gave me to play with. Oh. And uh, Ringo and Paul, who are still both alive, um, got together and they recorded a brand new, uh, a brand new uh, Beatles song. And um, yeah, not not really. What the heck is it called again? Oh Lord! So you know, somehow it it ended up on my feed. The um. It wasn't a love triangle. It was like a love square. <laughs> now and where, then, that's the name of the song. Because Harrison and uh, who was it? Clapton. The, Eric the Clapton Eagles and group. Harrison. Eric Clapton yeah. and George Harrison were both in love with the same woman. Yeah. Well, right. Harrison, yes. Harrison was actually married married to her. Right. But and when when he started going out with Ringo's wife, you know, she'd had enough. So Harrison. Uh, so, so the Clapton came in, mm-hmm. but apparently he's an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. So it's just like people got passed around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and got she got two songs written about her though. That's you know. That's right. That's right. She got Lola and Layla, not Lola. Lola's the King's whole different song. Trust me. Yeah, you're right, Layla. <laughs> what was the Beatles song? Oh. Uh... 
I'm trying to remember. Yeah. I'm coming up blank. Yeah, me too. Um, well, I was just... with George Harrison and something in the way she moves, maybe. You may be. I'll have it in a moment because I can type. But yeah, so. I believe it's Patty Boyd. And uh, she. No, that's, the, that's the woman. The legendary muse for both. Yes. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. The iconic fashion model. Um, her name's forever linked with songs that stirred. Oh, Harrison's Something and Clapton's Layla and Wonderful Tonight. Yeah, I would, okay, so it is something in the way she moves. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty impressive. But, uh, yep, she's she pretty, I mean, she's obviously the out, very dated. She's definitely a 60s look, you know, with the big, tall hair. You know, but it, the, now I understand what many people speak about when they said, you know, uh, back in my day, it was mm-hmm. better. Because I can, I can say for sure mm-hmm. that uh, the interviews, like the on-street interviews of what you look for in a person. Mm-hmm. And 1960s, they said, hey, a person who will be great with children, loving and caring. Yep. And and then they said, uh, what about his money? And they said, what about it? If <laughs> if we're fine, then we're fine. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, it said 2023, and he has to be six feet making six figures. Have you seen the video of the large Australian woman who is obviously three sheets to the wind and she's being interviewed? And, you know, what does it take, you know, for a man? He's got to make $500,000 or a million. And the ring has to be another 500000 And I'm thinking to myself, um, or else what, you eat him? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I, I have not seen that. Oh, I I have not either. It, it it's scaring me a little bit. Yeah, because my first thought was, oh no, no, thank you. I I don't understand. But why have we become so superficial? Uh, modern fe- feminism. Mod- modern feminism said. Uh, you can do anything you want, and you can ask for anything you want, and every woman is a 10, and if you don't think she's a 10, then you're you're evil and you're part of the patriarchy, blah, blah, blah. And we have filled the heads of an entire generation with people who have great self-esteem and, uh, in some cases, no reason for it. So, that leads me to the next question. Since you have said uh, this person, and I don't know who it is, so mm. I'm asking is it Gorlock the Destroyer? <laughs> I don't no, no, I know who you're talking about. No, this one this woman was um it was really thick Aussie or New Zealand accent, and she is three sheets to the wind. Okay, so next question. Is Gorlock the Destroyer an actual woman? I think. I think she is. But I don't know. You're right. It's tough. And and 
There's an actual thing saying what gender is that person. And so it says that Ali C. Lopez probably identifies as a trans woman. So is that a, is that a man? No. I'll tell you, I tell you, I have the perfect definition of a man and a woman and it is irrefutable and it is completely based on law. In fact, if the federal government, the U S federal government requires you to, um, to register for selective service, you're a man done. So if you're not, you're a woman, that, that law, (laughs) that's going to change. Have you not, have you not seen that is it's actually in Congress right now. It'll never, never go through. Absolutely, positively, one hundred percent, no. Guaranteed. <laughs> You're sure? Yep. All right. Well, uh, as of this, it says Congress moves towards requiring women to register for draft as of October fifth. So mm-hmm. we we could put money on it now if you'd like. <laughs> uh, that that would be funny because if. If a certain administration puts us up to World War Three, and the caliber of people in there right now, and they're, and they're just like, well, I'm identifying as a woman. And they're like, well, that's great, because women now have to join. So, Yeah, that was, well, that was the thing. When people started identifying as women and saying, I don't have to sign up for selective service, the federal government said, mm, no. And here's why you will sign up for, federal, for selective service. Because if you don't, you're going to be a guest of Uncle Sam in an unpleasant place. Exactly. Well, we'll see. You know, I, with the with the stuff that I keep seeing on the internet, it's like, ah, oh, you know. I know, I know. 18 to 25. It, it, and the, the weird thing is, it's only if you don't have money. Because, right. because... I, I'm pretty sure the Siberian Express will will make the the population negative before she allows her kids to go fight for someone who she says shouldn't be running things anyway. Well, and technically, he's not really running anything. Well, tripping over things, you know. Yeah, you know, reading a teleprompter. The thing. So, um. So I also hear, um, Chief, that uh, Crutch's mom, she has a new business. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, totally, um, to- you know, I, I appreciate the fact that she really wants to help, you know, the economy of the state of Maryland, um, but she needs to start at least charging for these services. <clears throat> so um, there is a sign that... Um, I believe it was my uncle's best friend gave to my parents when they first moved to Florida and they had their first guests and they, they had, you know, when you first move to a new house, everybody comes and visits, right? So they came down and my mom had made the comment. Um, our number one fan, of course, is my mom. My mom made the comment. Yeah. That this place is turning into like a bed and breakfast. And, um, so they had this sign made up. And uh, let me see if I can give it to you guys. It's really kind of cute. And um, it hung in my parents' house for for years. Well, of course, you know, mom's no longer in the house. She's now, um, you know, got her little apartment. And um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> she decided to hang this sign 
which basically says it's a bed and breakfast, open 24 hours year round, additional services, and then it lists all the stuff, caterer, chauffeur, laundress, money lender, seamstress, psychologist, tutor, nurse, nurse, et cetera, et cetera, right? <laughs> Cement poured, baby sat. Exactly. You know, um, and she hung this on the outside of her door to her apartment. So, I mean, everybody can read as they walk by. Now, my mother's apartment is right next to where the laundry machines are, which is great because then my mom doesn't have to walk really far because you don't have, there's not enough room in, in the place for a washer. So we're chatting on the phone today and her doorbell rings. She says, oh, we got to get the door. Okay, I'll, I'll talk later. No, no, it'll be, it's probably be quick. She opens the door and some little old lady's out there and she says, um, do you know about the problem with the washer? And my mom's like, no, just... It's making a weird noise. Can can you help? Can you come with me and look at it? Mom's like, I'll call you back. Click, click. Calls back in about 10 minutes. And she says, yeah, she was just having a little problem using the machine. I was like, so, so that sign out in front, people are taking that, you know, for verbatim because it says laundress and you're parked next to the laundromat. They think they can knock on your door for service calls. I said, you need to charge. I'm <clears throat> just saying. Got to make well. I mean, you know, they place charges a lot. The least they can do is, you know, cut her some slack if she's going to provide tech services. She should get compensated. Exactly. Totally fair. I think it's okay. So, when you were reading off all that stuff, Mm -hmm. what was the thing before launderer? Before laundress, Uh, nurse. No, chauffeur. (laughs) Chauffeur. Catering, chauffeur, laundress, money lender, seamstress, psychologist, tutor, nurse, okay. et cetera, et cetera. So my brain put money and laundress together. And, <laughs> and I was just waiting. <laughs> You're waiting. Look, is it just because we're Italian you think the money laundering? Really? Really? Is that where you went? No, I, I just thought she saw an opportunity. She, no, we just... <laughs> You know, Margaret, you know, you, you lost the money at Canasta. You kind of have to pay your bill. <laughs> Would be a shame should something unfortunate happen. <laughs> you walk into yeah. my mom's apartment. <laughs> Next time you come in, you're going to have to open the door, kiss the ring. Godmother, it's so good to see you again. If, uh, oh, my son. <laughs> I am going to hear so much about this. Oh, my God. You know, I would be surprised if I get a phone call. I <laughs> know, yeah, really. It's, it, was so, all, it was all Goon's fault, Mom. Just saying. You know. You want to know about the special abilities? Because, see, you can, anybody can make people fall down the stairs. But, she, you know, she just turns on the TV and. And see the president falling up the stairs. Like, this could happen to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> they they do have a unique problem at her uh, at her facility. She has a uh, she had a, an outlet put up in the ceiling for a ceiling fan light fixture in her bedroom. Yeah, and uh, my my brother got her one of these ones with a remote, which is great because then she doesn't have to like get on the bed and pull on a chain or anything, which is great, okay? But these things are wireless, and you are in a building with a whole bunch of other people who also have these things. 
Oh, I see where this is going. So, on more than one occasion, you know, she's just, you know, sitting in, you know, she's at the kitchen making coffee and all of a sudden the light and the fan go on in the bedroom. Dun, dun, and then she, she turns it off and finds out that her next door neighbor's TV just went off. <laughs> now, most of these devices have little channel selectors, you know, so you, you move it off the default channel and hopefully, you know, you, 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 you get a meshing of the, of the, you know, there's so many electromagnetic fields running around in that place. It's just, yeah. But it was kind of weird. Cause we, I even experienced it myself. I was like, we came back from, from our, uh, we would ran a bunch of errands on Friday. We came back. I said, did you leave the light on in your bedroom? No, I did not. It happened again. I was like, okay. So <laughs> fun times. This is why I don't live in an apartment. Yeah, I remember when Goonchow's apartment set up a Wi-Fi, there was, it was difficult to find a channel that was unoccupied. Yeesh. Well, you now have a tool that can clear the air. <laughs> Indeed. That would, that would be so wrong. Funny, but wrong. Daddy, I get really good Wi-Fi, but my neighbors are having trouble. Don't worry about it, honey. It's fine. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a blast. We'll uh, we'll try to keep this on a, on a... I know we're getting later into November, and there's a couple of Mondays that are very important, you know, Christmas and New Year's, but we'll do our level best to uh, provide you with a uh, consistent level and uh, regularity in our entertainment uh, productions. So uh, don't go away just yet, because uh, we've loved having you. We'd love you to take that last few moments and take a listen to our commercial sponsors. Tonight's episode brought to you in part by Pro Farm, the new heartwarming animal movie from Browning Studios. See the fowl and cows unite against a common enemy. Everyone is equal on the farm, but some are more equal than others. No trellis and no peas from the road to the trees. It's almost like Mr. Browning wrote this for me. Unlike Hollywood Studios, this movie won't suck like the Marvels. And Number One Fans Laundry and Appliance Repair Company. Need a professional laundress? Want reasonable rates? Get your laundry to Number One Fan to get everything as clean as when it was new. She can also fix your appliances as needed. 24-7-365. It's Number One Fans Laundry and Appliance Repair. And Crutch's favorite, East City Diner. Eat, drink, and be happy. You might meet little Cindy Lou Who, cute as a button and well-behaved. Thank her parents for doing such a good job. Alex, your server, quick, efficient, witty, and keeps Goon and Crutch with full coffee cups. Oh yeah, the food is more than awesome too. Have your next meal at the East City Diner. Swimming with the Fish is produced by Happy Pole, LLC. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved.